This is the John Moore Show on ESPN Central Texas, the flagship station for Baylor Athletics. Snap back to Purdy, fakes the handoff to Hall, rolling right, pressured, he's going to unleash it. Deep down the center of the field, jump ball. Kalen Barnes has the interception for the Bears. Interception, Baylor timed his leap perfectly. Baylor with three receivers right, one to the left side, third and four. Brewer to throw over the middle in the end zone, touchdown. R.J. Sneed with the touchdown catch for the Bears. And Baylor does score first on the road over Iowa State. The John Moore Show is brought to you by Amanda Cunningham, Coldwell Baker Apex Realtor, by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, your friend in the car business, by Marineland Boating Center, on the web at marinelandwacoyamaha.com, and by Diamore Fine Jewelers, 4541 West Waco Drive, where Waco gets engaged. And Coach, we appreciate the visit. Thank you very much. Uh, what a great uh, start by your team tonight, looking to start fast, and you guys certainly did that. We did, you know, we talked about that there at the end of the game. I think anything that we've really talked to them about, really stressed in terms of individual parts of the game, we've been able to do that. It's just, you know, the challenge is to do it all collectively and put it all together. Stay connected with the Voice of the Bears on Twitter, on Instagram, and on Snapchat at Voice of Bears. Third down and seven, snap back to Purdy, pressured, throws, and it's intercepted! This is gonna be a pick six for the Bears! Run it in for the touchdown on the pick six. The third interception tonight by the Baylor Bears. How about that one as uh, Jalen Petrie has the pick and the interception return for a touchdown for Baylor. Now here's the State of Texas Co-Sportscaster of the Year, John Morris and Garrett Ross. Highlight cuts courtesy of the Baylor Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Coach Dave Aranda with us post-game on Saturday. Back from Ames, and the Bears drop a 38-31 decision to Iowa State on Saturday. Welcome in. Glad you're with us. John Morris, Garrett Ross in studio. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about uh, the Big 12 uh, in general over the weekend. Wrap things up uh, from the weekend, and then uh, press on, move forward. Next up for Baylor. Now 1-4 and four on the season. The Bears headed to Lubbock to play Texas Tech on Saturday afternoon. Glad you're with us this morning. Uh, and Garrett, did it uh, did it rain overnight? I don't know if it rained. It looks like it. Yeah. I, I, I'm not sure either. But at one point, so 5.30, 5.39 this morning, mm-hmm. uh, let the dogs out. And they come back in and they, they just walk back in. I wasn't expecting right. the grass and their paws to be wet. But it was, they were very wet. So all of a sudden I had to find a towel, you know, scrounging yeah. around to dry off their paws and, and did that. But I thought, where did that come from? See, I don't know if it rained or because like yesterday morning when I got up, it was super foggy outside. Yeah, right. So right, I don't know if right. it was one of those things where it was like fog and dew or if it actually just rained overnight. Yeah, I'm not. I can't tell either. I mean, even uh, when I got up a little bit later mm-hmm. and took them for a walk. I think it may have, but I'm not positive. Right. I mean, there's there's no clear indication that it rained. <laughs> but, there, I mean, the grass was wet, and their paws were wet. and uh, But I wasn't expecting any rain at all last night. So, 
Uh, it is overcast right now. Going to warm up. 79 degrees uh, is the uh, predicted high today here in Central Texas. So uh, enjoy uh, the nice weather. Uh, it was beautiful in Ames, as we talked about all last mm-hmm. week. I mean, it was absolutely perfect. It was 72, I think, for the high on sa- on Saturday. It was 64 at kickoff. So cool, nice night, and really, really uh, very nice, especially given that it's November in Ames, Iowa. So it's like one of the like one of your rare occurrences to go up there when it's nice weather. Yes, very much so. Very and, much and so. We, yeah, we were talking about that too. I mean, it's it's rare when you see people walking around in short sleeves because mm-hmm. uh, whenever I go there, it's either football or basketball, right. and definitely during basketball season, more often than not, it's snow covered yeah. and iced yeah. over, and, and you're wearing <laughs> the heaviest jacket that you have. And normally in football, you know, it's mm-hmm. uh, it's cool or cold also. So, yeah, that was kind of a rare experience. It looked like I mean, it, just looking at it through TV, you could definitely tell it was a nice, perfect weather for football out there. Yeah, yeah, it was really nice. Nice night. They were at 25% capacity. I think they – I never – well, let's see what it is here. 13,535 was the attendance they had there. And everybody was spread out, so that was good. The odd thing was uh, just not the mass of people that we mm-hmm. normally see there because there's a good fans. I mean, they come, they tailgate, they really support the, the Cyclones. And there was a, a point in the afternoon when I just left our booth and went down to the concourse and just kind of walked around right. the stadium a little bit. And uh, it was just so weird. You know, people are kind of – a few people are coming in. People are mingling around. But it's not the crush of people that you normally have. You know, that was probably two hours before mm-hmm. kickoff. Was there anybody – I mean, you, I guess you being in the stadium, you probably couldn't tell. Was there any tailgating at all? Th- I think there was, yeah. I think there was a rogue group. Right. So not on uh, campus property. They couldn't do that. But I think as, as we sit in the press box – and you look across the stands on the other side, so that would be looking east, mm-hmm. uh, way off in the distance, <laughs> there's this little little pocket. It looked like cars and, and some RVs over there, and they were kind of bunched together. <laughs> and I think that was the rogue group of tailgaters. Well, I mean, you got you know people are going to get it in <laughs> right. if they can. They're definitely going to get it. <laughs> right, and that is pro- – I was guessing that's probably off-campus right. property, so you know the campus couldn't control that. But just so different because that is the place. Ames is the place we go that has the most tailgaters, mm-hmm. most dense uh, tailgating area. Uh, and it's in the parking lot off to the north side of the stadium. Just that whole parking lot is, is one big tailgate. And then on the fields, there are some, I guess, intramural fields uh, off uh, on the other side of the stadium. And that's full of tailgaters right. also. To the point that, and I've said this before, they've got this old fire truck that they run around the stadium uh, running the horn, Mm -hmm. and that's the signal, hey, you got to quit tailgating. We got a game. You got to get inside <laughs> for the game. So that tr- that fire truck, when you hear it, that's that's the signal. Oh, okay, we got to go into the game now. And then they just all start flooding in. Yes, yes. <laughs> that's funny. Which is, uh, it's got to be uh, tough on the gate uh, keepers, you know, and the oh, ticket yeah. sell- ticket takers there, because it's all of a sudden this mass of people all at the same time. They don't come in over a thirty minute hour right. period. It's like tailgating's over. We got to go, and everybody hits the gates at the same time. See, I can't do that. I'm I'm the type of person I got to try to be early everywhere. You're right. So I, I, I mean, I would get my tailgating in, but I would definitely be in the stadium at least thirty minutes early. Yeah, and and, and some people do. Right. But man, that tailgating <laughs> rush is uh, is pretty wild. But that didn't happen on Saturday. I mean, it did right. not happen because there wasn't the mass of people 
coming into the stadium. Um, remember last week we had John Walters on with us, the uh, longtime voice of the Iowa State Cyclones. He was with us on Wednesday. John and I uh, texted and talked on Thursday, mm-hmm. just trading information about the game. And then on Friday, uh, found out John had tested positive for COVID. Oh, no. It happened on Friday morning and just a normal routine test, and he tested positive. He had no symptoms. He was as shocked as anybody that he tested positive because he had no symptoms. And when he tested positive quarantine, he didn't do the game on Saturday. Um, he's been doing Iowa State for 18 years. This is right. his 18th year. It's the first football game he's missed Man. in that time span. And it came just so quick. You know, it came on Friday because he had no symptoms. He had no concerns whatsoever. But then all of a sudden, uh, you know, it's a positive test and he's home. That's crazy how that – I mean, and we were just talking about the rising numbers up there in yeah. that area and everything. And, you know, I guess, I guess both of them have to be asymptomatic if she was not – you know, have any symptoms he as well. He said, yeah, and I talked to him on Saturday. I called him before the game because I was trying to put myself in that position. Right. You know, that'd be tough. That'd be hard to do, mm-hmm. you know, whether there's a game going on and you should be there and you're not there. So I called him just to talk to him, let him know we were thinking about him and praying for them. And uh, he said he had, he still had no symptoms. She had like slight, like a sore throat, mm-hmm. something like that, but nothing major at all. So who steps in in that situation? Was it this color guy? No, Eric Heft is his color guy, and Eric is, is better suited to do color rather than play-by-play. Right. Play. He does color for football and basketball, so he stayed in that role. And there was another guy, and I'm trying to remember his name, mm-hmm. that uh, that is on staff there, yeah. and he stepped in okay. and did the play-by-play. I'll come up with his name. And he did a fine job. Uh, I listened to part of the replay of that game yesterday, in fact. Mm-hmm. And he did a good job, but it's you know it's just not John. It's not right. the normal. And uh, and Iowa State is you know playing so well and and leading the Big Twelve Conference. I just felt so bad for John to have to miss that game. Oh, you know he, you know that that's got to be really frustrating. And you plan all week. Y'all put in so much work preparing for each game, and then to get to the day before and just not be able to do it. That's definitely got to be disheartening. That's it. And didn't hit till Friday morning, mm-hmm. so that was tough. So. The guy that filled in uh, for him, looking, 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 Brent um, Brent Blum is mm-hmm. the guy who filled in for him. So, um, and John is doing uh, doing well. I mean, I haven't talked to him since Saturday, but he seems to be doing well. So that's good. Uh, just tough that that hit that uh, COVID reared its ugly head in that way mm-hmm. on Saturday. All right, well, let's talk more about the game. Uh, Bears fall to Iowa State, but had a lead. Uh, you know, we, we heard from Coach Aranda, Bears wanted to start fast. Well, they definitely did that on Saturday. And uh, Iowa State came storming back in the second half. We'll look at that when we come back. Glad you're with us. Off and running on this Monday morning. John Morris, Garrett Ross in studio. We're brought to you in part by DMRA Fine Jewelers. They're at 4541 West Waco Drive. This weather update is brought to you by the Nitsche Group. Since 1949, Texans have secured their insurance needs through the Nitsche Group. Learn more at thenitschegroup.com. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm meteorologist Emily Kay. It's going to be a mild start to the day with temperatures in the upper 50s and lower 60s. Highs will only be in the upper 70s and lower 80s across central Texas in the afternoon. Skies will be mostly cloudy in the morning, but it will be mostly sunny in the afternoon. Tonight, temperatures will drop down into the mid-60s with mostly cloudy skies as a cold front sweeps through the region. 
There's a 20% chance of isolated showers and storms very early Tuesday morning as the front moves through. Highs will be in the mid-70s on Tuesday behind the front, and we'll see mostly sunny skies in the afternoon. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 5.30 and 9 for your forecast first. Plus, check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. Have you been tagged yet again in an engagement ring photo? Are hints being dropped all around you? Rest assured, D'Amore Fine Jewelers has been rescuing men seeking the perfect ring for over 25 years. Come in with a picture of her dream ring and we'll make it a reality. With our five-year financing, custom design team, and selection of diamonds, we'll make the whole process fun and enjoyable. D'Amore Fine Jewelers on West Waco Drive. Cold weather is coming and it's time to fill your propane tanks. StarTex Propane provides the best propane service in Central Texas and they have special pricing and programs for your household needs with their Keep Full program. With the Keep Full program, they periodically check and fill your tank. And of course, service techs show up with masks, gloves, and social distancing. They can also install gas logs for your fireplace and they carry indoor propane heaters. Check them out at StarTexPropane.com or on Facebook. StarTex Propane. My house has a new glow. I love my windows. Universal Windows Direct. Now that football season is here and cooler weather is right around the corner, it's time to replace those old windows. When you call Universal Windows Direct, it's easy to schedule an in-home consultation where you can discuss your specific window needs with an expert team member. Universal's exclusive Unishield windows are sealed with Duralite, a non-metal spacer that has life expectancy five times that of other systems. Now offering 0% financing for 60 months, that's 0% financing for 60 months. Contact Universal Windows Direct for a free in-home estimate. UniversalWindowsCentralTexas.com or call 254-301-7760. That's 254-301-7760. I love my windows. They've got that brand new home effect. Universal Windows Direct. Are your office surfaces covered in antimicrobial film that lasts five years for the safety of your employees? Does your office point of entry use a state-of-the-art thermal facial recognition scanner that also takes temperatures? Is it frustrating accessing documents from home that are stored at your office? Now ask yourself what other office technology company in Texas offers these products and services? No one but the premier provider of business technology in Texas, UBO Business Services, and Sean Hunt. 254-772-1600, UBEO.com. ESPN Central Texas brings you the Holiday Chill, sponsored by Coors Light. You can enter for a chance to win a Yeti prize by snapping a picture of a Coors Light display at your nearest store and text it, along with your name and keyword, CHILL, to 254-662-1660. Weekly winners selected every Friday on ESPN, and one lucky winner will receive the grand prize of 40-inch flat-screen TV. Coors Light, keeping Texas chill throughout the holidays. Celebrate responsibly. Must be 21 or older to participate. No purchase necessary. Details at Centex sportsfan.com southwest sports medicine and orthopedics the team physicians for baylor athletics specialize in the diagnosis and treatment of any and all sport related injuries celebrating over a decade of service to central texas they tackle all surgical and non-surgical problems that arise from an active lifestyle trust the doctors that baylor trusts and when injuries sideline you don't wait for monday join us at 8 30 a.m on saturday mornings for our post-game injury evaluation clinic Southwest Sports Medicine and Orthopedics, we get you back in the game.
Back with us, John Morris Show on this Monday morning. Please, you're with us. Brought to you in part by Alan Samuels, Dodge, Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat. Ted Teague and his staff at Allen Samuels are ready to make your holiday season very special. You can get Black Friday pricing, not just on Black Friday, but all month long during the huge Black Friday sales event at Allen Samuels. Right now, those big, beautiful Ram Lone Star crew cabs feature employee pricing for all, plus 0% financing for Get this, 84 months or up to $3,750 in values. Get an additional $1,000 if you own a competitive brand, no trade-in required, and no payments for 90 days. If you've got a lot of people and cargo to move, you need the king of minivans. That's the award-winning Chrysler Pacifica. You can get employee pricing for all, no payments for 90 days, and 0% for 72 months or choose up to $4,250 in values. The most awarded SUV in history, the Jeep Grand Cherokee now has employee pricing for all. How about that? Plus, you can get 0% financing for 84 months and no payments for 90 days on that great Jeep Grand Cherokee. It's Black Friday all month long at Allen Samuels. You can shop, apply, buy online at allensamuelsdcj.com, and they deliver a customer first award of excellence winner like they've been saying for years. Come by Let's be friends. All right, let's talk about uh, the Baylor-Iowa State game from Saturday. We have uh, touched on the weather, how nice that was, <laughs> and the crowd, 13,535 at Jack Trice Stadium in Ames for the game on Saturday. And remember how Baylor uh, had such a, a rough start to their TCU mm -hmm. game the week before. Fell behind 30 to nothing in the second quarter. Uh, likewise, the week before against Texas had a slow start, led 20, or trailed 27 to 3 going to the uh, fourth quarter of that game. So, Garrett, that was a real uh, push, a real impact emphasis by coach Aranda and the staff to uh, start fast to really come mm -hmm. out ready to fight ready to roll uh, at the start of the game and they did I mean they looked good early on against Iowa State they took advantage of key plays they took shots down the field and it was like okay here we go it was like where this team you know where have they been they finally got it clicking and then you know they did they looked solid in the first half they capitalized on turnovers Brock Purdy kind of looked he looked I mean Baylor's defense had him rattled right early on and you know they were able to capitalize and yeah I mean it was it was really nice to see them t get out there and get you know take that 14-0 lead, especially early on. Yeah, so great start by the Bears, uh, fueled in large part by three interceptions Baylor had of Brock Purdy. He had three interceptions in their first, uh, what, six games yeah. of the year. He had three interceptions on Saturday night by Baylor. Uh, Kalen Boogie Barnes had one, and I have, no, I have no idea how he caught that ball. He's playing with a big club on his left hand, too. Mm -hmm. It's wrapped and taped, and I don't know how the guy can make an interception basically one-handed. <laughs> And he almost had one last week, and, and, the, and the cast, yeah. you know, it, it caught it. But, yeah. yeah, he was able to just, like, I don't know, almost, like, palm it and use it just to <laughs> yeah. secure that one in. But, yeah, it was really cool to watch him get that one. And, it, I mean, they just they played phenomenal out there. And it, it was, they like I said, they had Brock Purdy so rattled, and they just had that whole Iowa State offense out of sync. And, and Boogie Barnes would have had another one later in the game. I mean, he had one that hit him in the mm -hmm. hands hand, and uh, <laughs> if he'd had two hands, he would have had two picks on the night. So he had the first one, and the Bears drove down and scored. Not only did they get the interception, mm -hmm. but then they turned it into points. They drove it down and scored. Touchdown was uh, nine yards from Charlie Brewer to uh, – 
uh, R.J. Sneed mm-hmm. on that first one. Then another interception, this one by Raleigh Tejada, and a 54-yard return on the interception. So set the Bears up, and they scored again from there. And two interceptions, two touchdowns. Baylor's up 14 to nothing in the first quarter. I know, and I, I thought Tejada had a really good game. I mean, he was making plays all over the field. and he, I mean, it, it was just nice to see Baylor, especially with being shorthanded. I mean, you didn't have Taekwon out there. You, you didn't have Lovett and – I mean, Ben Sims, we saw what he did last week, but then you had Drake step up, and he played another uh, key game. So it was really good to see him capitalize, even though being shorthanded. Yeah, Drake is Drake Dabney. Uh, freshman had his first uh, catch and first touchdown catch in a Baylor uniform on Saturday. That was the second touchdown for the Bears. So they went up 14-0. Iowa State didn't, did score 14-7. And then Jalen Petrie had an interception return for a touchdown, a pick six, 30 yards for the Baylor score. And Baylor led 21-7 to about halfway through mm-hmm. the second quarter. And that was nice. I mean, it, you need that, that momentum. And we talked all, all year long about the Baylor defense and how that seems to be, you know, the key right here. You know, and, and they were able to take advantage of that. I think that's pick six. That just sparked that offense, and they were able to build momentum off of that. So, big lead, second quarter, 21-7 on the road. Uh, he, at one point, I asked Ricky and JJ, I said, are you comfortable with this lead? And they both said, uh, no. Right. <laughs> <laughs> because remember, last year, Baylor-Iowa State, Baylor had a 20 to nothing lead mm-hmm. going to the fourth quarter, uh, playing at home, and lost the lead. Uh, uh, Iowa State came storming back, led 21-20, and the Bears had to have a late field goal to win it. 23-21. So up 21-7, uh, you don't feel comfortable, but it is a great start for the Bears, 21-10 at halftime. And then to start the uh, second half, uh, a muff punt by Iowa State, which officially is another turnover. So they had four turnovers on mm. the night, and the Bears got a field goal out of that. Not a touchdown, but a field goal, and led 24-10 to uh, very early in the third quarter. Still a lot of time right. left, a lot of time left. And Iowa State uh, got going. Brock Purdy was a little more precise in his passes. And Iowa State outscored Baylor 21-3 to in the third quarter. So by the end of the third quarter, it was uh, Iowa State had the lead, 31-24 over the Bears. And they started feeding Brees Hall. He started getting to a rhythm there. And then like towards the fourth quarter, you could start seeing Baylor's defense look like they were starting to get gassed a little yeah. bit. And then when you have a, a, a running back like that, it, they just it's like they get stronger throughout the game, you know, and they were able to take advantage of that. That's it. That's the sign of a good running yes, back. Yes, it yeah, is. They just kind of pound on you, and they do get stronger as the game goes on. He had 31 carries uh, on the night, and I think for 133 net yards, I think that was a career high. Yeah, it was. Uh, career high, 31 carries for Brees Hall, the nation's leading rusher. 133 yards, which is a very good game. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I, I think Baylor would say they'd take that. With him, there weren't any long, long runs. I think 17 was his longest run of the night. So he didn't have – and he's had some long runs for touchdowns this year. Uh, let me double-check again. Yeah, 17 was his longest run, a couple of touchdowns, mm-hmm. rushing and one receiving. But, uh, you know, I think they really did a pretty good job on Brees Hall. They really did. They, they kept him in check in the first half. I think the second half is really when they started utilizing him. And, you know, and like I said, I think Baylor just kind of got tired out there. And there's really not much you can do at that point. And Brees is a phenomenal running back. He's the first running back this year to rush for 1,000 yards. And like you said, I think Baylor did. They held him in check pretty much. Yeah, he's over 1,000 for the year, 1,034. 
And uh, now every game this year, and that's seven for Iowa State, he's been over 100. So very consistent mm-hmm. in, his, uh, in his efforts this year. So it's 31-24, Cyclones' big third quarter have the lead. They go up 38-24 early in the fourth quarter. That was the uh, Brees Hall receiving touchdown. And uh, Baylor's not done. They, uh, they come right back and uh, on a big play, a 58-yard pass from Charlie Brewer to Treston Ebner. The Bears get back in the end zone, uh, 8.43 on the clock in the fourth quarter, and it's 38-31. Mm-hmm. You're back within seven with a good amount of time left in the fourth quarter. Yeah, I mean, they, they set themselves up nicely. And they, they, I mean, to answer and not get rattled when they took they extended that lead out when Iowa State extended that lead I think it shows the character of the team and the leadership they have and you saw Brewer step up at, like you mentioned Ebner and th- those are your guys they're single digit guys for a reason and they stepped up in that moment and you mentioned playing without John Lovett playing without Ben Sims mm-hmm. playing without Tyquan Thornton playing without B.J. Hanspard on Saturday. So some pretty key guys were not available. Uh, and then Squirrel Williams uh, is, got injured in the first half. Uh, I haven't heard a report yet on that, but, man, it sure did not look good. Uh, it looks like, just looking at it mm-hmm. and looking at the replay, it looks like a knee injury. So we'll probably find out more uh, during Coach Aranda's press conference today. Which is really disheartening because he was having a phenomenal year. He right. stepped up, you know, and he was making, to me, he was the most productive running back cons- from a consistency standpoint this season. And you really hate to see that. And But I thought Quaylen, uh Jones stepped in and, you know, he he – He's, he played a key role in that as well. And he's a big guy, man. I would hate to try he to is. tackle him. <laughs> he <laughs> he's is. He's a big dude. So uh, no squirrel. Squirrel went out. Uh, also, um, Terrell Bernard went out at one point. Mm-hmm. He got up, and he was kind of holding that left arm like, uh-oh, that looks like a shoulder right. or something, maybe a collarbone, the way he was excuse me, holding it as he went off the field. But I think they went in. I think they, they taped it up you know, or taped it in on him, and he came back and played which we didn't expect that at all. Right. So uh, tough guy for sure, Terrell Bernard. Okay, so I need to know something. Uh-huh. When R.J. Sneed makes that catch, uh-huh. what did it look like from where you were at? <laughs> it was number one. It was a, So that's on the drive. Baylor is driving uh, late with a chance to tie the game. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a catch by R.J. Sneed right on the sideline, on the near sideline, where he reaches up, pulls it in one-handed, yeah pulls it in and then lands and I thought it was I thought it was really close he was right on the sideline if you had uh you know held my feet to the fire I would have thought he was in bounds I thought it was a good catch but it was ruled out of bounds on the field they take a look at it and it took forever I mean that review took forever (laughs) uh which to me was a good sign from Baylor's perspective you know that there's a chance they were going to overturn this and sure enough they did as he came down, he, he hit on his back, uh, I think, left shoulder uh, in first, and then his head hit out mm-hmm. of bounds almost simultaneously. But they said it was a catch, and it was a spectacular catch. That was probably one of the best catches I've ever seen. Exactly. Period. And, yeah. and this season, I don't. That was the best. That was the catch of the season, and all. Yeah. You know, no matter what, NFL, college, high school, whatever. That was amazing and did that come was that on a fourth down play i believe so i think it was i think it was on a fourth and six play so if 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 he doesn't make that catch or if he's ruled out of bounds um you know the ball game's virtually over yeah. i mean iowa state takes over at that point so uh a, an unbelievable catch go find that one if you didn't see it from saturday kept the drive alive Bears are driving. They get to the uh, – yeah, that was uh, mm-hmm. on that drive because it got Baylor to the 17-yard line. 
and then uh, Charlie trying to uh, thread the needle, get it into the end zone. He's intercepted uh, by the uh, Iowa State linebacker, and and that's basically the ball game right there. He took a knee, and they take over, and they run the clock out the rest of the way. But Baylor was driving with a chance to tie in the final seconds. I felt my feeling was Charlie's done this before. I feel very confident Mm -hmm. in him doing it again. Oh, no doubt. I mean, and that, that's like I said, we've, we've seen this throughout his career, and it's just the guy made a play. The, the defensive guy from right. uh, Iowa State made a play. It happens, and you just got to move on. I mean, I think they – just looking at them on Saturday, I, I going into that, I don't think anybody even really gave them a shot in this game. But, you know, they came out. They had a great game plan. They executed for the most part, and they're getting better, and that's all you can ask for. Yeah. No, there were very positive signs coming out of the game. Mm-hmm. Mike uh, Rose was his name, the linebacker. He is really good. Yeah. Mike Rose is one of the best linebackers in this league or any league, uh, and he made the interception that basically iced it for Iowa State. So the Cyclones win. They are 5-1 and one, uh, in the conference. They are 5-2 and two overall. First time Iowa State has ever been 5-1 and one in the conference. And they uh, they now lead the league, so they're on top. That's what they were. That's part of their motivation. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were uh, fighting to uh, stay in first place in the Big Twelve Conference. It's really crazy to think that they've been in the Big Twelve this long, and that's the first time. You know, and I, I just think that goes to show what Campbell's been able to do there. He's an yeah. amazing coach, and he's got them everybody just bought in, and it's really fun to watch. Yeah. So 38-31 was the final, and uh, Cyclones are 5-1 and one in the league. They're 5-2 and two overall. Baylor is 1-4 and four now, but uh, great effort in Ames against Iowa State. And the Bears head to Lubbock to play Texas Tech on Saturday. Iowa State has uh, an open date this Saturday, mm-hmm. which is uh, good for John Walters. Hopefully yes. he can get back <laughs> for ne- their next game on the 21st. All right, that's the Baylor-Iowa State game. Let's take a break. Uh, We'll look at the remainder of the Big 12, some other uh, fun games uh, on Saturday, and uh, see how that shakes out in the standings. We'll have that when we come back. Glad you're with us on this Monday morning. John Morris Show brought to you in part by the Baylor Club at McLean Stadium. They had a a big watch party on Saturday for Baylor-Iowa State. I bet that was a fun time to be there at the Baylor Club. And a reminder again about Thanksgiving to go at the Baylor club you can get an entire thanksgiving meal they've got two levels of the meal and they'll they'll prepare everything for you all you have to do is come by pick it up take it home put it in the oven and uh, you can have uh, a baylor club there with you for thanksgiving dinner you can have all their food there for you but remember this the uh, deadline for ordering those meals is november 18th you then pick it up on november 25th but a great option for thanksgiving uh, which is not that far away really uh, are the thanksgiving meals to go at the baylor club check it out on the web thebaylorclub.com or you can give them a call to ask questions about that, questions about membership, uh, and to make reservations at the Baylor Club. That number is 254-710-8080. That is the Baylor Club at McLean Stadium. Midway Panthers football presented by Bird Coach and Ford on ESPN Central Texas. Hi, this is Tom Barfield. Join Kenneth Weithorn, Darren Burrow, and me this Friday night as the Panthers take on the DeSoto Eagles. Our coverage begins at 7 o'clock with the pregame. We'll have the kickoff and all the action at 7.30. It's DeSoto and your Midway Panthers, and it's this Friday night at 7 right here on ESPN Central Texas. 
Today, no matter what, we're going boating. Sound like something you would say? Time to visit Marineland Boating Center to discuss the new Mercury four-stroke outboards. Ranging from two and a half to 300 horsepower, the new four-strokes deliver legendary Mercury performance, unbeatable reliability, and boat-enhancing technologies for superior whole shot, top speed, and fuel efficiency. If you crave smooth, powerful, and reliable boating, come to Marineland Boating Center, Mercury Outboards, Go boldly. And now, a moment of chill from Coors Light. (sighs) Coors Light, mountain cold refreshment, made to chill after the short but cold beer run from hot tub to cabin. 2020 Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Celebrate responsibly. Waco. Don't miss the 2020 PBR Unleash the Beast World Finals at AT AT&T Stadium in Arlington, Texas, November 12th through the 15th. The professional bull riders trade the lights of Vegas for its historic World Finals appearance. Deep in the heart of Texas, come be a part of history in the making in a safe, socially distant environment and experience the PBR's richest and most coveted event. Limited tickets are available at PBR.com, ATTStadium.com, and SeatGeek.com. My part-time service in the Army National Guard makes it possible for me to be more for the community I call home. My training helps me at work when I lead by example. My service in the Army National Guard allows me to keep my community and those I care about safe from threats. Learn more about how you too can live and serve part-time close to home by visiting NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the Texas Army National Guard. Aired by the Texas Association of Broadcasters and this station. Slovacek Sausage has found a great home in Central Texas, and we're growing with you. We have found so many ways to celebrate all the great things about Texas. Football, family, and friends, and so much more. We have all of the barbecue, specialty meats, and over 35 kinds of kolaches to make your next meal or gathering a great success, and we do all the work. If you're on the road, we have the best place for your pooch to stop and stretch with our beautiful dog park. So with the hospitality of Texas and our Czech heritage, Vita Mevas. That means we welcome you. At Slovacek's, you'll love our sausage. The Baylor Club, located inside McLean Stadium, offers ample room to spread out for any event, including business meetings and social gatherings. Host your next function with confidence and let their certified event planner handle all of your requests. With access to a dozen or more spaces throughout McLean Stadium, they can accommodate groups of most sizes in a safe, comfortable, and socially distant setting. Contact the Baylor Club and Rebecca today at 254-710-8076 to inquire about all available options. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm your boy Q with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. Brought to you by Valvoline Express Care Waco, 833 North Valley Mills Drive. Open Monday through Friday, 8 to 6, Saturday, 8 to 5. The Cowboys fell to 2 and 7 on the season with the loss to the Steelers, 24-19 on Sunday. Cowboys quarterback Garrett Gilbert was 21 for 38 for 243 yards in his first career start. After the game, I asked running back Zeke Elliott what his thoughts were on Gilbert's play. First thing, guys. 
I uh, realized about Garrett is that uh, he knows our playbook. Seems like in and out. For him not to have been here for that long, I think he has a really great understanding of the playbook. And um, on top of that, he has some dog in him. Uh, he went out there and made some big plays, and he gave him a shot. The Texans improved to 2-6 and six on the season after squeaking out a 27-25 victory over the Jaguars. Texans quarterback Deshaun Watson was 19 for 32 for 281 yards and two touchdowns on the day. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Boating Center. They're at I-35 and Loop 340 South. They're on the web at MarinelandWacoYamaha.com. I owe uh, Ken Sorley a phone call. I'm going to call him as soon as we get out of here. But uh, it's Ken and Mary Sorley there at Marineland where you can shop in person, yes, and feel safe doing that. Or you can do everything remotely. Shop online and uh, handle all the paperwork online, and they will deliver your purchase to you. So check it out. That's Marineland Boating Center. I-35 and Loop 340 South in Waco or on the web, MarinelandWacoYamaha.com. Uh, the games in the Big 12 from Saturday uh, starting early. The early game was West Virginia and Texas. Tight game all the way through. West Virginia with that typical uh, stout defense, mm-hmm. and that showed itself. But Texas had really good defense themselves. Uh, Longhorns won the game 17-13 to over West Virginia. Yeah, the Longhorn defense stepped up. They held West Virginia just 43 yards of rushing in that game. And a lot of the talk going into that was Keontae Ingram being hurt, but Bijan Robinson, man, he Ooh, is he a game. phenomenal player. He stepped up, and it was just like, okay, yeah. just plug and go. Didn't he have a long run right at the very – maybe the first series he of the did. game? He did. He kind of set the tone yeah, for that. Yeah. But West Virginia, I mean, they – they kept they kept that game very interesting, but their red zone offense was abysmal. Huh. They, they would get down there multiple times, and they would just have to settle for field goals. They could just never convert in the red zone. Wow. Okay. So Texas uh, with the win and uh, Goodwin at home, seventeen thirteen, the final score. Oklahoma, as everyone uh, expected, just ran all over Kansas, sixty two to nine was the final score there. Bit of a scary moment that uh, uh, Spencer Rattler went out of the game, mm-hmm. but he uh, appears to be okay and should be okay moving forward. Yeah, I mean, it, he, he, he'll he be fine. And I, I think that, to me, I'm just still, every week, I'm so impressed with Marvin Mims. Yeah. yeah just watching him. He's, freshman, too. He's a freshman. He, he is so fun to watch. And, yeah, Oklahoma just kind of, we knew going into that, they just kind of played around with Kansas and just tried to get it over with. Yeah. 62 to 9 was the final score on that one. Uh, Tech and TCU playing in Fort Worth. TCU won the game 34 18. Good, uh, good win for the Frogs as they uh, have strung some wins together now. No, they have. I mean, their defense played well. They had five sacks in the game, and there's a lot of questionable decisions by Tech in that game. Uh, and I'm pretty sure Ward will dive heavy into that <laughs> later on. But yeah, I did like kicking a field goal on second down or yeah. attempting to. I, I don't know. But yeah. yeah. Good win for TCU, nonetheless. 34-18, the final score there. Oklahoma State and Kansas State. uh, This was a game among two teams that had only one loss in league play going in. Uh, Kansas State uh, had shut out Oklahoma State in the Mm -hmm. first half. Was it 12-0, I think, at halftime? K-State on top. 
But Oklahoma State got going and got uh, just enough offense to uh, win over K-State. 20-18, to 18, Oklahoma State the winner. And, I mean, I, that makes sense for those two teams. I mean, they only have, you know, a couple of losses for a reason. And I, that was one I was intrigued about is who was going to respond coming off of the losses last week. And, you know, Oklahoma State ultimately, you know, made the right moves at the right time to, to seal the victory. And, you know, it was a fun ball game. So, and that's back-to-back losses now for uh, Kansas mm-hmm. State. They have an open date next week. They'll play at Iowa State coming up in two weeks. So, uh, this upcoming week, there's only two games on the schedule. Uh, TCU plays at West Virginia. That's 11 a.m. on Fox. And then Baylor at Texas Tech. That is 3 p.m. on FS1 coming up this Saturday. Those are both really good matchups. Yeah. And I think Baylor's got a really good chance to go into Lubbock and get a win, which is not easy. We all know how difficult it is to win in Lubbock. And then TCU and West Virginia, that's definitely going to be fun. TCU is they, – they seem like they're slowly trying to find a rhythm, you sure. know, on offense. Yeah. But And West Virginia's reeling. But that West Virginia defensive line – I. I'm, to me, they're so fun to watch, yeah. and I think that might be the deciding factor in that game. They are good. Max Duggan had a good game, didn't he? Yeah, he uh, did. Rushing the ball, 154 yards, I think, for Max Duggan running the ball. And he, man, he could like all his runs seem like they're just right between the tackles, right yeah. up the gut every time, and nobody can stop it for whatever reason. Yeah. So uh, only two games on the schedule this week. Uh, as the dust settles from the weekend, Iowa State alone in first place in the Big 12. They are five and one. Oklahoma State is uh, half game back. They are four and one, and Oklahoma State beat Iowa State head to head, twenty four twenty one. That was last week, a week ago. So those two with only one loss in conference, and then three teams are four and two. Oklahoma, Texas, and Kansas State are all sitting at four and two in the conference. I mean, it, th- there's a lot of parity this year, and it, it shows. And I mean, there's. That's all I can really think of. There's just so much parity. They're just beating up on each other. That's five teams within a game of each other at the top. Uh, Then West Virginia and TCU are three and three each. And uh, TCU's won uh, back-to-back games Mm -hmm. to get there. Baylor's one and four. Tech is one and five. And Kansas is 0 and six. So uh, those are the standings, and, uh, you know, we're heading into – we're in November. Sometimes you think of November as the final month of the Mm -hmm. season. Uh, Not so much this year. I mean, we'll play into the second week in December (laughs) this year. When was the last time I was staying? I'm trying to sit there trying to think. Like, I remember Seneca Wallace being there, and I feel like they were pretty good then. I mean, they've been good. Uh, They have uh, the second – since 2017, they have the second most wins – of any school mm-hmm. in the league. Oklahoma's the most. Texas and Iowa State are second in that span. So they've been good. I right. mean, they've been very good, very competitive. Um, they haven't won the conference. They haven't got to that point yet. But, uh, I mean, they've been, I think, really consistently very good under Matt Campbell. Right. Oh, no no doubt. I yeah. mean, like I said, Campbell has done a great job there, and he's only going to get – it's only going to get better. Yeah. Until – I mean – so people start trying to come and get him from there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that's a look at the Big 12 from the weekend, the updated standings, and only two games on the Big 12 schedule coming up this week. One of those, Baylor at Tech, and that comes up on uh, Saturday at 3 p.m. from Lubbock, where uh, we haven't played in a long time. You know, it was a neutral site series mm-hmm. for 10 or 11 years in there. Played at AT&T Stadium and then one year at the Cotton Bowl in Dallas. And then Tech played here last year. So we're playing in Lubbock. Um, I want to say we're playing in Lubbock for the first time since 08, maybe. I'll have to look at that to make sure. 
I didn't realize that neutral site was that long. Oh, yeah, it was. I think it was 10, it was 10 years, maybe 11. Wow. That we played in the Metroplex. So I think, I think I'm right. 08 was the last time Baylor played in Lubbock. The last time Baylor won in Lubbock, 1990. And that Man. is going back. J.J. Joe came off the bench <laughs> and uh, quarterbacked the Bears to a win, 1990. And that's, that's 30 years, folks. Yeah. That's a long time. Now, there was this stretch in there. When, which we didn't play in Lubbock. We didn't go there. But 30 years since Baylor's last win in Lubbock. That's a crazy nugget right isn't, there. Isn't it? That's, <laughs> that's why in a series that is very even. Yeah. Very even. I'm glad they went back to the home-and-home. Home. I, I never liked yeah. meeting in Arlington for that. that right. I, it made no sense to me. It was – it was it kind of had its place when it started, mm-hmm. and it was great to play at AT&T Stadium, you know, in Arlington. That was when it was brand yeah. new, and everybody wanted to see the stadium, you know, and be there, and it almost felt like a, a bowl game, you know, playing there even during the season. But then it's time – and it was on – when it started, it was there on Thanksgiving weekend. Mm-hmm. So it was a real, you know, destination. You had that date and that game circled to, to go to Arlington for that game. Um, but then as it wore on, and, and I think there were like 72,000 the first time right. we played there. But as it went on, the crowds got less and less. It got off Thanksgiving weekend and uh, uh, kind of lost its luster yeah. a little bit. Um, so it is. I, I think it was the right move now to go back to home and home. Oh, I agree. And it, I still, I, for some reason, I guess only. I, it seemed like it was only like five years or something. Yeah. I can't believe it was a decade. I don't. I don't think. I think That's it was. Crazy. I think it was ten years uh, at the neutral site. All right, let's take a break. We'll be back. Uh, final segment. Share some birthdays with you and more. We'll look ahead at the other shows coming up here on ESPN Central Texas. Plenty more to come. Stay with us. John Morris Show brought to you in part by Amanda Cunningham. Colwell Banker, Apex Realtor. You can call Amanda at 254-495-0338, or you could just Google search her name, Amanda Cunningham. That'll get you to her Facebook page, her website. Lots of great information there as well, plus all her contact information. Just Google search Amanda Cunningham, Colwell Banker, Apex Realtor. Recently on the John Moore Show. Bryce Petty, our guest, former Baylor quarterback. And it's fun to, you know, anytime Baylor TCU rolls around, uh, we think about this game. How often does that come up uh, in conversations for you? Yeah, it actually it actually comes up quite a bit. You know, we're doing some doing some work in Dallas, so we always have uh, you know the occasional frog that comes up. And um, I actually, it was pretty funny. I had a, had a guy that I met the other day that said that his boss. Uh, when he created his email, he went ahead and put his password at sixty-one fifty-eight. Oh. <laughs> so, <laughs> That's correct. Uh, you know, it, it definitely, it's definitely a, a pretty big rivalry around around Dallas. So it's, it's fun to fun to uh, reminisce and be a part of. That's funny, especially with you being in the Metroplex. I'm sure you run into frogs uh, quite often. Uh, yeah, unfortunately, yeah, unfortunately, yeah, yeah, yeah. A, lot of, a lot of prayers. <laughs> Tune in to the Voice of the Bears weekdays from nine to ten a.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Wings Pizza and Things in Temple is your go-to spot to watch the game and fuel up on great food. As the name implies, you can get delicious wings in 15 different flavors and amazing fresh-made pizzas. But that's not all that's on the menu. Try one of their burgers, sandwiches, or wraps. Or check out their new specials, which include their two-for-28-dollar meal deals or their family feast. And make sure to top off your meal with something from the sweet spot. Wings Pizza and Things is family-friendly and has more than 60 TVs, so you know your game is on. Go to wingsintemple.com for the menu. 
Hi, my name is Amanda Cunningham. I am a local realtor that has a passion for people. I've helped clients buy and sell over 80 homes in 2019 and would love to help you buy or sell that perfect home. You deserve to get top dollar for your home. Listing with an experienced agent that specializes in not only promoting your home, but helping you get your home buyer ready is key. I have a team of people around me that make what I do each day possible. If you are searching for that perfect home, your experience should be pleasant and stress-free. Call me today. I want to meet you. 254-495-0338. Google Amanda Cunningham Realtor with Coldwell Banker Apex to find my website, Facebook, and more. What you do in privacy is your own business. What you do in public with your truck, well, that's our business at Pickup Outfitters. In your garage, it's okay for your truck to parade around in the nude with no accessories. Hey, this is still America. But when you bring your truck out in public, it's just common decency to put an outfit on your truck. And that's where we come in at Pickup Outfitters. Put a cover on that bed. Cover your rear end with a bumper and a hitch, for goodness sakes. There are women and children on the roads. And guys, don't leave your tools exposed. Put them in a toolbox. Be proud of your truck and stand tall with a lift kit. Or improve your truck's posture with a leveling kit. Add some class to your pickup with new wheels and tires. Or dress up for a date with your new RV or boat with a fifth wheel or a receiver hitch. At Pickup Outfitters, we're dedicating to making the roads decent for all Central Texans. So when taking your truck out in public, remember your manners and accessorize it properly with an outfit from Pickup Outfitters. 220 Lake Air Drive in Waco. Myatt Fuels should be your first and local choice for high-quality fuel and lubricant. They are Central Texas-owned and operated independent distribution and bulk delivery company. You call, they haul. They deliver on-road diesel, off-road, farm diesel, gasoline, and non-ethanol gasoline. Known for the great pricing and quickest delivery, call Nick, the owner, for all your gasoline delivery needs at 675-8107. That's Myatt Fuels. Call Nick at 675-8107 or look for Myatt Fuels on Facebook. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm your boy Q with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. Brought to you by Valvoline Express Care Waco, 833 North Valley Mills Drive. Open Monday through Friday, 8 to 6, Saturday, 8 to 5. The Cowboys fell to 2 and 7 on the season with the loss to the Steelers, 24 19 on Sunday. Cowboys quarterback Garrett Gilbert was 21 for 38 for 243 yards in his first career start. After the game, I asked running back Zeke Elliott what his thoughts were on Gilbert's play. First thing I. I uh, realized about Garrett is that uh, he knows our playbook seems like in and out. For him not to have been there for that long, I think he has a really great understanding of the playbook. And um, on top of that, he has some dog in him. Uh, he went out there and made some big plays, and he gave us a shot. The Texans improved to 2-6 and six on the season after squeaking out a 27-25 victory over the Jaguars. Texans quarterback Deshaun Watson was 19-32 for 32 for 281 yards and two touchdowns on the day. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. segment john morris show on this monday morning john morris garrett ross in studio hey let's look at what's coming up uh top of the hour it is off the bench with stephen simcox and garrett ross what do you guys have lined up between 10 and noon today we're gonna dive heavy into the cowboys uh early on to start i, I don't think anybody was expecting them to even make that game competitive <laughs> you know and then it comes out so we'll definitely dive into that we'll also get into baylor iowa state um, we'll recap some of the high school matchups. There was a lot of really great games with playoff implications on Friday. 
Uh, so we'll touch base with that. And then at 11.30, we're going to have Marcus Mosher join us from Locked On Cowboys and just kind of get his perspective of what happened as well. So a lot of a lot of Baylor and a lot of Cowboys coming up from us. There you go. Man, that Cowboys game uh, and Garrett Gilbert playing at quarterback, as Q just said, in the Sports Center, he did really well. Uh, I'm not sure how high the uh, expectations right. were for him and the team against uh, the Steelers who remain undefeated. I don't think the expectations were high at all. And I thought going into that, a lot of people were looking at that defense, him. I don't even remember the last time he even took a snap in the NFL you know, I thought a lot of people were just counting them out, but they caught everybody off guard. They yeah. got they got the attention. So yeah, it was it was a good performance by him. And I mean, maybe you can carry that momentum forward. I'll, yeah, we'll yeah. see. Very much so. So a uh, lot more talk on the Cowboys for sure coming up on Off the Bench, followed by Unnecessary Roughness with Q Ward and Steven. They'll have Brian Custer on, uh, Fox Sports uh, play-by-play guy. He did the Baylor-Iowa State game, so if you watched that game, you heard and saw Brian Custer on Saturday. They'll have Mart head coach Kevin Hoffman coming up, and uh, you'll hear from Coach Dave Aranda, his media session, plus the Lady Bears have uh, basketball have a media session today mm-hmm. at 1 as well. So all that coming up on Unnecessary Roughness. That is noon to 3, followed by game time from 3 to 6. And that is uh, Garrett right here and uh, Tom and Stretch on game time. And I, I would recommend people definitely tuning in at one thirty for that with Coach Hoffman because there's a lot of uh, teams impacted right now with COVID as playoffs are starting. Uh, I know for certain as of Saturday there were five games where – Teams who made the playoffs aren't allowed to play, so wow. they're advancing. And that affects Mart because Mart's opponent, Cumby, uh, is one of those. Uh, so Mart is getting a, a free pass, I guess you could say, to the second round, which nobody wants. I mean, that, that's yeah. really disheartening. I know Coach Hoffman was really – he really felt for that staff, those players over there. So just to hear from him and how they're going to approach this week, I think it's going to be a really good interview. Gotcha. So that's coming up one thirty today with uh, Coach Kevin Hoffman. So that's the lineup of shows coming up over the remainder of the uh, day here. Uh, also, can't get out of here. We, we need to mention this. A sad note, uh, the passing of Alex Trebek yesterday, yeah. age of 80, and he had been fighting a much-publicized battle with pancreatic cancer. So, uh, you know, it, in, uh, in, the, in the game show TV world, uh, I don't know there's there's anybody that tops Alex Trebek as long as he did it, as well as he did mm-hmm. it on a show like Jeopardy. So sad day with his passing yesterday. It really was. I, I was watching the um, the Fox NFL pregame thing before they were leading into the Carolina game, and they mentioned that at the end. It was kind of like a shocker, you know. Yeah. And that was one of those that, I mean, my, I remember being little and my grandma watched that every day. So it was a lot of Alex Trebek on <laughs> in the house. Is that right? Yeah. Now, he's been on a long time and uh, did a great job with that show. So sad, sad news there. Mention some birthdays before we get out of here. It's uh, Alyssa Meyer's birthday today. Happy birthday to Alyssa. Polly Clement's birthday today. Mm, Melody Robinson's birthday is today. Happy birthday to Melody. Dustin Hicks' birthday is today. Happy birthday to Dustin. He's gonna um, he's gonna take our job at some point. So uh, happy birthday to Dustin. Kevin Sullivan's birthday today. Abe Woody, former Baylor uh, pitcher, his birthday. So happy birthday to all those folks. Plus Jack Stewart. Jack, uh, great guy, formerly with the Waco Chamber, retired from there. So happy birthday to Jack Stewart. And going back uh, through the weekend, some that we uh, missed over the weekend, Ben March's birthday was yesterday. Willie Gonzalez. Uh, Move on down the list here. Brianna Tolbert, former Baylor volleyball and uh, go back to uh, go back to Friday. We missed this on Friday, but it was um, 
John Strauss's birthday on Friday, pitching mm-hmm. coach for Baylor. So didn't want to uh, let that slide by without getting a mention, even though it's a couple of days late. Sorry about that. But happy birthday to him. Anybody to add to the list? Nobody today. All right. Happy birthday to all those folks. Have a great day. Stay tuned. Off the Bench is coming up next. Garrett and Stephen Simcox, 10 to noon. Unnecessary Roughness, noon to 3. And then Game Time, 3 to 6. It's all coming up here on ESPN Central Texas. I appreciate that question.